Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And our performance conversation is with our very special guest, Sarah Johnson. Sarah Johnson helps high performers land amazing jobs. She's an interview coach. She's an executive resume writer. She does LinkedIn branding, and she's worked helping people define their careers and set them up. And, you know, the thing that I love most about Sarah is, you know, she looks at careers from all different levels. She works with C-suite and new graduates, including chief financial advisors, chief technology officers, vice presidents, all kinds of wonderful people. The clients that have landed roles at top Fortune 100 and 500 companies, including United Health Group, AT&T, Cardinal Health, and the list goes on and on. So you can hear why we've chosen Sarah. We are doing this recording in March, and we're probably going to have you be listening to this in May. So let's take this conversation to the forefront. Let's bring Sarah to this episode and share what you have to say. So Sarah, thanks for joining us. I'm from North Carolina for this episode. Oh, well, I'm so happy to be here, Marlo, and excited to share with you and share with your audience some branding tips as they launch into a whole new job market. Mm, right? Because like we said, you know, we've, we've kind of connected and um, had some, some previous conversations and, you know, you work in that recruiter job coach arena. And I think now more than ever, and like I said, we're, we're recording this really not knowing um, come May what things are going to look like, but, you know, rising above and kind of like a before and after is where this episode's going to go, which is even going to be sweeter because I think there's going to be a lot of us going to look back and measure this. So I'm going to actually start out with this question, Sarah, before we dig into that branding component. Can you tell us or share a time that you felt the most defeated? I would say that would be back in 2008, the Great Recession. I was a relatively new grad. I had a a year of experience under my belt, got married, and my husband was in grad school, so we had to relocate for grad school. And no one was hiring for roles that I wanted to do. And I had been a top performer as a student. I was the president of the largest club on campus. When I graduated college, I had multiple job offers. And a year later, they all dried up and there was nothing for me. And I I just remember beating the pavement, working really hard to try to find a job and just not feeling, I just felt like the opportunities were robbed from me and it was just not fair. And it was through that experience that I learned so much about myself and so much grit and determination. And I also learned something really important, Marlo, and that is, you know, you can't look at your career success in small frames. You have to look at the big picture. Your career is a journey and it's not a race. And At that moment, I was really not satisfied with where I was in terms of of my career. 
But now, 12, 13 years later, I love where I'm at. And I love the whole process of from there to now. And I, I wouldn't trade a thing. Mm, I love how you're pulling back the roots and saying, hey, you know what, 2008 is, is where I had some difficulty. And so what I'm hearing you say too, Sarah, is you're resonating with the fact of where we're at right now with this COVID-19 pandemic that we're facing. And just those words sound scary, I think. But, you know, um, and we're just all going to embrace it, right? I don't think we can just sweep it under the carpet. I mean, we're out here, we're helping people. And you more than anybody, you know, we're talking about job market. So give us some insight from where you stand today about, you know, how you help high performers land these amazing jobs. Taking that knowledge, what you just shared with us from 2008, how are you connecting the dots? And what's the biggest message you would like to share? I think the biggest message is that high performers are people who have probably, your audience, they've never had to look for a job before. They've probably always had people calling them. They've probably always been recruited because they're good, because they're well-known, because they're highly regarded. But in this new job market, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it could look different. And people listening today may have to actually put together a job search strategy and think strategically about their network. Getting a job may not be as easy as making one phone call and getting an interview. So if, if you're listening to this, you have to think, how can I position myself for my target roles? What's my unique brand and unique value proposition? You're going to need to build out a target list of companies and really think outside the box. Who hires people like you and your skill set and develop that target list? You'll have to network. You're going to have to put yourself out there, have informational interviews, networking meetings, 60 to 70 percent of high performers and executives land their roles through their network or through networking, not just going on job boards and applying for jobs online. So if you're job searching or considering a job search for the very first time, you don't want to spend all day on job boards. Get off your computer, leave Career Builder and Indeed to other people, and you've got to focus on relationships. I love you saying that. Oh my gosh. Because now more than ever, look at this. Like, let's just say we have the next 30 days to really meld and um, form what our circle of influence is like. And even raising your hand now for anybody feeling uncertain, I'm hearing you say, you know what? Get to your circle of influence and raise your hand. Let them know that you are looking to connect with people in a different way you know, first asking, I think, you know, what do you need the most? Once that's defined, then who's in that circle of influence that you can help answer those needs that you have and use those relationships to better leverage. And it goes both ways, right? Connecting is just, it's a two-way conversation. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. And people who've never had to look for jobs before have probably never had to ask for help before. Have you seen this with the clients that you work with? Oh, all the time. And I, like you, work with those high performers, right? Mavericks. <laughs> people at the top 2% of their game. Those are the people that I get to run next to every day. And so, Sarah, I completely relate to you working with, you know, financial institutions and the people at the top. And so, it's really kind of helping connect them to see things differently and a little bit more innovative and solution searching. And I think more than anything, I can hear your heart in all of this and how you're going to help these high achievers and how you're going to transform how executive resume writing looks. Because there's going to be some really awesome things that are going to happen because of this. 
right. So when there's more competition for opportunity, you as a job seeker really have to step it up a notch and, and target. You, you can't just put out a, a resume, the same resume for every opportunity that you're applying or that you're trying to go for. You have to customize. You have to use language from job descriptions in your resume. Use their language in your documents. Your branding has to be on point with the right keywords, with the right language. When you think about building a LinkedIn presence, I was at a career thought leaders meeting last year and William Aruda, who I really respect a lot in the branding space, made a point that stuck out to me. He said, you know what? First impressions now happen digitally before they happen in person. Somebody is going to Google you before they meet you in a meeting and you want to make sure what they find is good. And when you think about that, LinkedIn, because of its reach and because of its kind of power online, when you Google someone's name, often one of the first five things that lands in the Google search algorithm is is your LinkedIn profile. And so having a sharp LinkedIn profile that really highlights your, your story and is, helps make a good first impression. Mm. Okay, so you share story. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, having a sharp LinkedIn profile, how powerful is that story and what should be included in that story, in your opinion? That's a great question. There was a thought probably five years ago that your LinkedIn page should be very buttoned up and that it should be told in the third person. So it would be something like, Sarah Johnston is a highly blah, 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 blah. You know, that is boring. Nobody wants to talk to somebody's third person. You wanna have a conversation with, with someone and you want your LinkedIn page to represent who you are. When I write a profile for someone, the about section, I think of it as an introduction. If you were to go to a meeting and you were to meet your decision maker. What's the story you want them to know about you? So you want it to tell a story. When you, when you write it, you want the first few sentences to really capture their attention so that they'll want to read more. They'll want to go beyond the fold. They'll want to click and, and learn more about you. You also need to give some highlights to your career. Don't be afraid to brag on yourself just a little bit in the profile so they really see how the value that you bring to an organization. And then finally, and this is important, you need to make sure that it hits on with the right keywords. And so that can be in the headline, making sure that your headline is reflective of what someone would search for if they're looking for someone like you. So don't waste that space saying, oh, I'm a coffee drinker or coffee enthusiast because no one is searching LinkedIn for a coffee enthusiast. Use the space that you have to really hit those keywords so someone can find you. I love it. Oh my gosh, what great advice. And right there, I mean, I think people are listening. This is an, a May episode that a lot of people are connecting and, and maybe they threw in the towel, right? And they gave up for about 30 days and now they're backtracking and going, okay, I need to get myself out there. Things are improving. Um, things are looking up. What should I, like, what is my immediate action? And I think what you're saying is, you know what, get on LinkedIn and tell your story. You know, maybe what has the last 30 days felt like for you and how you've overcome it and what's your vision for yourself right now? Defining it so clearly, I think right there is going to capture people's attention. I think you hit the nail on the head. One common error that I see people make is that they hire me to write a LinkedIn profile for them and it looks great, but then they don't do anything with their profile and it stays, it's just not active. LinkedIn was created to connect and to engage with people. So find people in your target 
audience or target that you're that you want to be having conversations with and connect with them on LinkedIn, but also share content. You know, sharing content can be as simple as sharing an article that you found value and adding some of your two cents to it. Sharing content could be telling your story or sharing something that you're learning or sharing pictures of your office staff doing great work. People are signing on this platform at record rates since the Microsoft acquisition in 2016 and they want to be engaging. Yeah, I love LinkedIn. I mean, that's how you and I connected. I think I saw you out there and I said, hey, you're a briefcase coach. What is a briefcase coach? <laughs> I, I was enamored by it. And so right there, you're validating yourself because you're doing everything that made us connect and take it to the next level. And now your podcast episode is going to thousands of people and listeners um, that will go forever. So, you know, listen to how just that domino effect and the power of it really happens. Go ahead. Do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, to your point, LinkedIn is the now social platform for businesses. And when I think about the people that I'm connecting with on LinkedIn, I would say most of the people are director level or above. And I read a stat that said 70% of people on LinkedIn in the U.S. are decision makers and have some decision making ability. So it's, it's the platform to be on right now. Right. Okay. So there's two things I want to talk about. So you mentioned target audience a few times. Can you give us some tips and pointers to help us understand what the best approach is to define a target audience? Because I think a lot of people, business owners, even executives trip on that a little bit. Can you give us some advice? That's a great question. So when you're defining the type of role that you're looking for, it's important to take a step back and say, okay, who hires people like me for this type of role? And then to actually build out a target company list. And I advise my clients to have a minimum of 25 companies on their target list of people who hire people like you for the type of work that you want to do. And then I would even take it a step further and say, okay, here's the target list of companies that hire people like me. And then use LinkedIn and use Google and DuckDuckGo and, you know, all your research tools to take it a step further and say, who would I report to if I were to work for this company and how can I get an introduction to that person? Now, I'll tell you, for people who are struggling to build out their target list of companies, I've got an article on my website that I can share with you that gives you some ideas. But what some things that you can do or you can look at top companies to work list if you're somebody who likes startups, you can look at venture capital websites of companies that they backed. You can look at best places to work, chamber of commerce websites. There's a lot of different lists that you can look at when you're trying to build out that target list of companies. But this is a step a lot of people skip. They, they can think of five companies they want to work for, but 25 to 35 takes work. And it takes some, some deep dive and, and deep research to get that target list. That's phenomenal. And I love how you're prepping people to, to think like that because you're stretching them. That's a briefcase coach right there, right? You're taking them and you're stretching them and you're challenging them and saying, hey, you know, you say five, I say 25. That's a pretty great challenge. Thank you. Interestingly, it's often those companies that they find when they're doing that deep dive are the ones that they ultimately end up working for. 
right? I mean, it's, yeah, those top of mind. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, so here's another thing too. So people can come to you for this behavioral-based mock interview process. You know, you can go on Zoom and no better time than now to be working your interview skills. I think it's important to align with people like you, Sarah. You know, we need to sharpen the saw. And we need to be our very best. I always say, you know, you are your own competition. And what I mean by that is stop looking from the outside and looking at other competition, but look at yourself. What are things that you can do to harness your best self? And I think right here, by doing those mock interviews with you, it's the best time to start to leverage and position your thinking and your strength and strengthen those interview muscles that are going to be necessary. So take us into that. Give us an example of what those uh, behavioral-based mock interviews look like. I'm so glad you asked. And you bring up a good point. When you apply for a job online, you're often in a candidate pool of 100 people. I mean, literally, when people apply for jobs online, there's often over 100 applicants for that position. But when you look at the number of people that get invited to an interview, it's often only around five based on what research shows us. So you've gotten into that short pool. And like you said, you're, you're your own competition. So making sure that your language is targeted. When I work with candidates, job seekers, one of the first things that we do is we really define the pain points of the job. What is the company really looking for here? And we have to target your messaging to their pain points. So if you went on five different interviews your responses to the questions might look very different based on what the pain points of each company and each opportunity is. The other thing that I do with clients is we really spend time looking at who's interviewing them and how you can connect with that person. Because it's important to remember people hire people and people hire people that they like. So you can't skimp on making small talk and engaging with people because when you've been shortlisted, when you're one of the five candidates they brought in, it's likely that you've already met the requirements for the job and you've already got the skill set for the job. They're just looking for that person who can fit with the company culture. Now, you've also got to impress them with your, your job knowledge, but a lot of times they're interviewing for cultural fit. Mm, I love it. Wow. You know your stuff and I love how you coach your clients and you help these people because even in the uncertainty, what you've shared with us, Sarah, is so powerful. Things that we can do. So we're going to ask that people share this message, connect. So as we're coming to the close of the episode, where can we find you? Give us your website. You had mentioned you've got some tips there to help us. Um, what's your social media and how, we, how can we connect? Thanks for asking. You can find me at www.briefcasecoach.com. That's my website. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I share new job search tips four business days a week on LinkedIn and would love for your audience to engage with me there. That's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Sarah, you've been an absolute delight. I love what you have shared with our audience. And so to learn more, you can also simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can connect Sarah to your circle of influence, connect to her resources and, um, and learn more. So thank you for joining us today, Sarah. This has been wonderful. 
This has been great. Thanks again, Marlo. Absolutely. We invite you to share this podcast with others and we thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Performing Get Paid community Facebook page because that's where we engage and respond to your questions. So this is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. Let's continue the conversation. Join me at www.maverickcommunity.com where you can message me directly. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to increase revenues and sales, plus personal insights from me that I only share in email, Get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a call. Did you know that we offer a monthly workshop series? Maverick U is for leaders who want to recognize, inspire, and motivate their teams to higher performance. Once again, visit marlohiggins.com to register. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe and leave a review. Tell all of your friends, we would sure appreciate it.